Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, episode 266 of the Get Around Podcast. We are back and better than ever. I'm your host, Brendan Queeley. Joining me, fresh off their drives in from Detroit. I am fresh in my drive uh, from, or yeah, fresh in from my uh, drive from Chicago. There we go. Uh, which was uh, pretty gnarly last night. It was. Oh, the, you drove home last night. I drove home last night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I said no. Yeah. That's why I, 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 I it, uh, it was. It was one of those where I was just like, ah, I hate doing this. I have driven home from Chicago in horrible weather. So it? many times. It had been so bad yesterday. That I was just like, this this oh, is awful. I, I even, uh, I was supposed to go over to uh, Harrison Beebe, a good friend of the podcast and sports director uh, over at uh, 7 and 4. I was supposed to go over to his place last night, but the time I got back home, my knuckles were so white that I was like, I am not getting back on the road after that. Nope. I was sliding all over the place. So, See, I was scared coming here. James, when did you uh, drive home? Uh, I, I went to lunch. I slept in a little bit Hell yeah. at the Airbnb that I have at. Uh, I slept in a little bit and went to lunch in Detroit and then headed out about 2 o'clock and got home around seven, a little after 7. Okay. And, uh, yeah, like I, my plan was is that I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just be able to Please. just get home decent time, you know, be able to get some stuff done around the house. No. Not, nope. a, not a chance. No, no I, I was thinking the same thing. I left uh, I left Chicago shortly after 1 o'clock, and yes. then I think I got here uh, back to my house in, in uh, Interlochen a little after 8. So I was ready to put my head through a wall. <laughs> yeah, Just because friend. traffic coming, uh, traffic, I've, it's never taken me so long to get to Indiana. Oh, wow. Like, just to get to Indiana, usually it's 15 minutes. Yeah, because it's like right there. I was on the road for an hour before I got to Indiana, before I got to the border. Yeah, there's a reason why I left today. Yeah, it was it it was, it was no fun. No. No fun at all. Um, but uh, here we are, starting uh, the Get Around podcast with uh, me complaining again. Seems like it's become a... <laughs> Weekly but tradition for the, here. But for all the right reasons, on, uh, on the Get Around podcast. But yeah, like I said, I, I'm your host, Brendan Queeley. Joining me, James Cook and Jordan Puente. Uh, this is episode 266 of the Get Around podcast, and it is brought to you by our sponsors, Jimmy John's. So let's hear a word from them right now. This episode of the Get Around is brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has two locations here in Traverse City Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast. Jimmy John's. Freaky, yeah. Yeah. We will get into Kingsley conversation a lot here on episode 266. Might as well just call it the Kingsley episode uh, because we do have Kingsley fresh state champions, Eli Graves, off of an incredible performance uh, against Almont. What did he finish with? 207 yards? 210. 210 yards and four touchdowns in a state championship game in which, like I said to you off the air, it didn't even look like he broke a sweat. He he ran for 200 yards. That was the easiest 200 yards I've ever seen. Right? I'm not saying that Mm -hmm. that, that it was easy. He's so good, he made it look easy. Correct. That's what it was. He got into the record book four times in that game. Yeah, so should we announce right now? Should we just let let all of the uh, might as well uh, 
loyal um, and lovely Audible viewers know? Maybe they, they get the, the news first? Or, or do we want to wait and then we can break the news to, to that person in person know. so they know? I like being cryptic. I'm sure people <laughs> know what we're talking about, but I like being cryptic. So, so they don't know. It doesn't, doesn't matter to me. I think, it, I think a lot of people kind of figure... Yeah, I, I think, well, they'll know uh, when it comes out on, on December 24th, but uh, let, let's just say that uh, Eli Graves will be getting a, uh, a postseason award from the Eagle. Traverse City Record Eagle, uh, so be on the lookout for that. But, yeah, we, we've got a lot. Uh, we're going to give our reactions to the state championship game and, and Kingsley's win. Uh, Eli Graves and Max Gothels will be here. Uh, they joined James and Jordan a little bit earlier today, actually. One of the rare instances in which the interview was recorded before this part of the podcast, which is uh, really nice. Then I'm, I'm bringing back the draft room ahead of next week when we are going to do our fall sports draft. Ten rounds next week where we are drafting players from all six sports, uh, a wild card, and a coach. Uh, we're, we are doing the orange draft. <laughs> so these, this is uh, in honor of Kingsley's state championship win, considering that their main color is orange. Uh, we are doing a five-round, five maybe more, because I have 22 on my list that I am I'm ready to roll off. Uh, but a, a five-round, possibly more, a snake draft of the best orange-related things. So basically we're just going to be drafting our favorite things that are orange or have, have some relation to the color orange or the yeah. orange fruit or the way an orange smells, whatever. If you can convince us <laughs> that it has to do with an orange, it can be uh, drafted by you. So we'll get into that. Uh, we'll reveal the schedule for the all-region dream teams, which will be released uh, this coming weekend. We have two coming up, uh, one on Saturday and one on Sunday, so be on the lookout for that. And then, as we always do, we'll end the show with happy endings and talk about what made us happy inside and or outside of sports this week. But let's open with our question of the week, as we uh, always do. We had the Thanksgiving holiday last week, and I know it was very busy with everything that was going on in the world of sports. But uh, just looking at you guys, uh, was there a favorite conversation that you had with uh, a relative or a friend or, or someone uh, uh, during the holiday that, that kind of stands out? I, I bring this up only because it was really nice. Uh, I... I said to you guys earlier that uh, I went to my aunt's house for uh, Thanksgiving dessert. Not for dinner. We had dinner at my parents. Uh, and then uh, we went there. But uh, no one else could go from my family except for me and my dad. Hmm. So it was just my dad and I uh, in the car. And uh, it was about a 45-minute drive to my aunt's place. Whoa. And so it was really nice for the ride there and the ride back to just chat. Yeah, um, say, shoot the breeze with my nice. dad for 45 minutes. Talk about anything and everything, you know. Uh, the the range of topics was was so broad, I, I, I can't even... Did wrestling ever get bring up? Did I ever? <laughs> did I? I don't think we talked about... I, I don't think we talked about wrestling uh, in, in that one. Uh, we, talked, we talked a lot about family. We talked... Your time here. Um, How's the house going? How that yeah, stuff? we talked about life and and growing up and becoming a, a different person. Uh, one of the things that that we talked about a lot is I've realized that as I've gotten older, how much more 
I, I love and respect my parents. Um, because I, when you're younger, you don't, you just look at them as mom and dad, but when you get older, you start to see them as people. And that is a really special thing when you can see your parents as human beings and you can not only accept them for their flaws, but love them for their flaws and, and all, you know, everything that makes them, them. And you go, Oh yeah, I really do love this person. And so that was kind of a nice conversation to have with my dad. So that's why, that's why I brought this up and wondering if you guys maybe didn't have a similar experience, but chatted with relatives at all uh, about anything. Well, I know one thing for me, I, uh, a few things. One, I accidentally, well, I didn't, didn't plan this, but the only sweater that I had was a Michigan sweater. Now, it was the day before Michigan played Ohio State. Well, two days before, because obviously it was Thursday. So I went up to meet uh, my aunt and my uncles, who I haven't seen in a very, very long time. They're not blood-related. They're not law-related. They're just, I just call them my aunts and uncles, because that's all I know them as. And so I went to their house. Uh, two of their siblings, which are my cousins, they go to Michigan State. So I had a Michigan t-shirt on. So that was fun. That was <laughs> the little friendly banter between those two and the whole family. And then I went to my aunt's mom's house, who was also celebrating its 60th anniversary, which dawned on me and how cool and lucky they, they are to have like that longevity of a relationship, which was also fun. But then the people in those households, either you they grew up, live in Ohio, or they went to Ohio State or the school Ohio, but Matt Bobcats. So I've never met them ever in my life. I, I might see them again, but I've never met them. So I'm walking in with my Michigan t-shirt, with pullover sweater, shaking hands and getting the most dirtiest like looks as in who is this guy and why is this guy in our household wearing a Michigan shirt during Michigan and Ohio State Week. I uh, I got a couple of ascended handshakes back. Friendly, friendly, I'm not shaking your hand. I'm like, neither am I. But we'll give you a nod. How's it going? But uh, aside from sports and all that, it was kind of cool meeting them. I've never met any of them before. They're the most friendliest people I could ever meet. Um... Because I didn't really have a place to go for Thanksgiving. My cousins were all in Florida. And my aunt went with her boyfriend's family, who I didn't really know, know at all. So they were the kind of, I wouldn't say last place I went to. But they reached out to me and asked if I wanted to join them. And of course I said yes. So that was that was fun. <clears throat> and on top of that, the end of the conversation, I have not been able to find an audiologist for my hearing aid since I moved here. I forget that my aunt's also deaf, so she gave me the phone number to her audiologist. So now I went down there leaving with an audiologist. So that was honestly probably the best thing I had. Very out nice. There. That had to be a relief. Oh, it's such. She yeah. even asked me, she was like, when was the last time you went? I was like, do you really want to know? She's like, well, yeah. Then all of her cousins, my cousins were around the table. They all looked at me when I made the announcement that it's been three and a half years, and they looked at me with the you have got to be serious. I'm like, well, I moved here a year ago. Last time I went was probably two years before that, so now it's running on three years. She's like, here's his number. Please call him. I was like, all right, well, thank you. And also, I, my hearing aid died during that whole process, so I didn't really get to hear anything. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was really fun. James, before you get to uh, to your answer, if you have one, I, I needed to bring this up real quick just because when you said sweater, it reminded me of the fact that um, I forgot all of my clothes here. 
when I went back to Chicago. Oh, how cool were you? Uh, it was, I, I drove home in what I was wearing last weekend on, on the podcast. That's what <laughs> I drove home in. Now, I was lucky uh, because I also brought home uh, half a bag of some dirty clothes to just to do some laundry at my parents' house. I remembered that. That I remembered. Uh, but the suitcase full of clothes that was going to get me through the week uh, was left in my bedroom at my house in Interlochen. I got home, I, so I left here uh, after the podcast, went home, packed up, uh, did some stuff at home, got all the stuff for Saint, my dog, uh, and made sure I had all that. Packed up the car, and I remember looking at the trunk going, wow, oh, this seems light, but Okay. It's fine, you know. I, I I don't know how you forget a suitcase. The 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 biggest thing, the most important, important. thing. There you go. I don't know how you do it, but I did it, and I didn't realize it until Tuesday afternoon. So I had gone almost twenty four hours before For I realized. Realization. Before I realized, because I I got up Tuesday morning and I went to, went out to breakfast with uh, my godmother, and I went. Well, I'm going to a diner. So I'm not going to put on fresh clothes. Yeah. You know, I'll splash some water on my face, throw some water in my hair, you know, head, head out to the restaurant. Because I'm like, I don't want to put fresh clothes. You know how that diner stink? I don't want to, I didn't want to get that on, on fresh clothes. So I was like, I'll just wear this. And then I got home and uh, I was like, oh, I, I think I'm going to take Saint for a hike. And I went, I, I got to get my, you know, hiking clothes. And then I went, oh, where's my suitcase? And I went, I don't remember bringing my suitcase in. And then I was like, I also don't remember seeing my suitcase. And so I just started laughing to myself. And I went, I need to go and check my trunk. I popped the trunk of my car. I opened it up, and it was obviously empty. And I couldn't do anything but laugh. And I just went, well, it is what it is. My my suitcase (laughs) sitting four and a half hours away. Uh, on a good day, obviously, uh, on a day when there's no traffic, four and a half hours. So did you have to go buy a whole new wardrobe? Uh, I bought this uh, sweater I'm wearing right now. <laughs> Let's go. I bought that, and uh, that that got me uh, through the week. So that, and I, I bought a, a hoodie and some uh, some sweatpants for uh, some loungewear. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It happens. I, I, apparently it does, because uh, our good co-worker, uh, Allie, who works on the uh, on the desk laying out the newspaper, she's like, uh, I, I'd be lying if I didn't admit that I I'd know. done it once or twice. And I was like, well, I'm glad I'm not the only one, but yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know how you forget a suitcase. Just don't know how you do it. All right, sorry to <laughs> monopolize the, the conversation. James, uh, anything that stood out to you from the, the weekend? Um, well, uh, a bunch of our family went to, uh, went to Wisconsin to visit, uh, um, a relative of my brother-in-law, not, not, not Cena's brother, like my sister's husband, okay. you know, his, his family. And, uh, so, so we just went down to Mount Pleasant and picked up my mom, <coughs> brought her up for a few days to Traverse City, had, a just our own little Thanksgiving. And, uh, I don't know, we had one evening where... We just kind of sat there, and she just told a whole bunch of old stories, like history of the family and stuff. That was that was pretty cool, just like sitting there listening to to her go on about you know great grandmother this and and just kind of a 
a rundown of some of the, the, the history. I mean, Cena had only heard some of it, so it, it, I think it was um, something she was really paying attention to. Yeah, that's awesome. I I, I like cool. those conversations, I, and I like. I don't know if your families have done this, but uh, our family a couple of times has like dug deep into the ancestry, and and pulled out like documents and photos and all this stuff and put together like clipbooks for us to look at. It's it's always fun. To be my like, grandma, oh, yeah. my grandma has sent uh, like she made. I think it was for Christmas a couple years ago. She made an actual book and gifted it to my mom, and it's like. We're going way, like, great, couple greats back. Yeah, my roots started in Iowa, so that was cool. I was excited uh, when I was younger. We discovered uh, on my, my dad's side, the, the Queeley side, uh, our family's Irish coat of arms, Ooh. which was really cool. And so we found that, and then, uh, yeah, that became a big thing that was like, kind of passed throughout the, the whole family, and that was that was pretty cool. But, yeah. History right. stuff, always always very good. All right, well, I hope all of our loyal and lovely Audible viewers out there had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday and uh, wish you the best of holidays coming up. Uh, I think we'll be doing a, a couple of more pods, and then I expect us to take a holiday break as well uh, and uh, just enjoy some, uh, some easier Mondays uh, as we rebound from what was a long fall sports season that saw a lot of our teams uh, excel and do really really well but uh, all right area code game here real quick let's do that uh, we will get into our guesses uh, as i said uh, for uh, 266 i guessed kansas city uh, for the kansas city shuffle from lucky number seven a movie that i watched uh, three times while i was at home uh, nice. last week last week yeah it was on it was on showtime my parents still have cable and it was on Showtime, like, every night. And my, my dad would go to bed, and I'd be like, I'm going to put on Showtime, see if it's on. And it would be on oh, every single time. I'd be like, all right, lucky number seven. I'm watching it again. Uh, James, you had Iowa for mm. something. For that high school football player who scored high four school TDs football player, that's right. before the offense got the and, ball. And, uh, Jordan, you went to Venezuela, Angel Falls, for up. Oh, yeah, movie up. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I can tell you all without looking – uh, that, none uh, that none of us are right no. because uh, 266 has no geographic assignment, <laughs> just like 265. So we had two weeks of that. I did not see 267, so I don't know what that is. Um, but uh, stuff out there. Uh, so see what sticks. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's let's go in for uh, episode 267. Our guesses for the area code for that uh, since. Part of Lucky Number Eleven is based in New Jersey, uh, New York, and New Jersey. They they mention those two places in there. It's it's based in New York, but they also mention New Jersey. Um, I, I know we've had New York before. I don't think we've ever had New Jersey, right? So I, I might have done yeah, it for the Sopranos, but I think we've guessed New Jersey, but I don't think we've have had we, it. Have we accurate. guessed New Jersey? Yeah, but we can we can guess places over again. Throw it out there, dude. Yeah. Why not? All right. Throw it out well, there. then I will. Uh, I'll, I'll throw out. I'll throw out my guess for two six seven, as <clears throat> the Jers. Okay. And that'll be mine. <laughs> All right. So one of the things we watched um, on TV when my mom was here is we watched the the Bye Bye Barry uh, documentary. Yes. Which Bye is Bye Barry. What's oh all? the Barry Sanders, Sanders documentary? Yeah. Barry Sanders documentary. Um, which is which is which is interesting, including yeah. the part where Wayne Fonts is talking to Barry Sanders and telling him about how uh, Joe Montana wanted to come to the Lions, 
when the 49ers let him go. And and the team the team wouldn't pay up for him or something. And he went to Kansas City instead. He wanted to come to Detroit and play with Barry Sanders. Did that How does, happen? Who, what owner is ever like, <laughs> no. Or maybe the GM or something. The, the, I don't know. The two but, greatest but yeah. of all time. Lucia, but yeah. Lucia, right? That's her name? Lucia Ford? That was the previous owner? Like Lucia? That, no. It was, was William Clay Ford back then. I was talking about like the Ford family. Yeah. yeah. Who was the owner at the time? An older lady, like, right? No. William Clay Ford. Oh. At that time. Oh, never mind. Yeah, who is a horrible owner. The the one that they have in now is much, much better. Uh, yeah. So, so I'll take Oklahoma for that because I know de- that Detroit is wrong. Right. <laughs> but I don't. Oklahoma at least maybe has a puncher's chance because Perry's from Oklahoma. Okay. Yes, I is. like it. I like it. Jordan. Uh, I, had, I went all over the place. I remember you said last week or two weeks ago we can do music. Yeah, we can do anything, anything we want now. So I was listening to an album. I know what you. Like, I know what you should take though. Hmm? You should take Oakland for, for for when you played the Oakland Raiders in NFL Blitz oh, on uh, Saturday oh, yeah, night yeah, when I we went to the bar. Talk about this, housed, <laughs> hosed, oh, beyondly. My God, he got so destroyed. He even hilarious. took a note, but he, but he did. He, took he did notes. rebound and beat me in foosball. Football, what bars did you guys hit? Slots. We went to one called the uh, the Detroit Stop. Beer Stop. Exchange, okay, which is awesome. the 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 prices on the beer fluctuate as people buy them; they go up, and as people don't buy them, they go down. Ah. And then every once in a while, there's a market crash, that. and everything goes down. Wow, nice! So that's fun. So yeah, we went yeah. there. Have you been there before, James? Not that one. There's one okay. in Kalamazoo. Okay. And I saw that there was one in Detroit. I'm like, we should go there. All right. Yeah. And we went there, and then we went to another bar called. Uh, I can't remember what the name of it was. I don't either. It was great pizza. Brass, though. brass something. It's great pizza. Brass. Tag. Really they did a very good pizza. Good. Yeah, and the Kalamazoo Beer Exchange has a uh, thing underneath where it's like an arcade bar. They have all kinds of pinball yeah. machines, See, arcade games, a full bocce ball court inside. Yeah, that um, great. And that's where he played NFL Blitz and God, and thought that he would be good with Rich Gannon. So are you getting bullied into Oakland? Is that going to be your pick? No. No, you don't have to. No. (laughs) I don't want to, like, bring back my house, like, first time ever playing NFL Blitz as a child, like, getting absolutely destroyed. No. I'm going to go to where the album was made, which is the album Circles by Mac Miller. Um, I'm going to Hollywood because that's where he made the album. So I'm going Hollywood, California. I know I am so wrong, but I I have to do it. Yeah, it's one all of right. my favorite albums of all time. There are guesses. New Jersey, Oklahoma, and Hollywood were hitting the East Coast, the Midwest, and the West Coast. So we've, it. Got it, we've got it all covered, Good job, guys. ladies and gentlemen. Okay, uh, before we get into the pulse, let's hear another word from our sponsor, Jimmy John's. This episode of The Get Around is brought to you by Jimmy John's and their two locations here in Traverse City. At Jimmy John's, there are freaks about fresh bread, meats, and veggies because that means better sandwiches, for all. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. Oh yeah. We should see if Jimmy John's can give uh, Eli Graves some money or some food. He wants to take his boys out to He, he said on TV how he, he needs he to take boys out some dinner. He needs to take the O-line out to dinner, but he can't because he's broke. <laughs> he just said on the bar. <laughs> we'll get him some uh, some coupons. As he deserves it. That's, uh, that's good. Well, well, speaking of Kingsley... Uh, let's get into our conversation about their state championship win 
uh, our first state football state championship since 2020 or 2013. James, is that correct? When St. Francis won in 2013? Yeah, something like that. Or was it 2009? 13 or 12. So it's been a while since a while. we have yeah. uh, we've had that. Uh, we've had teams the last three years, but third time's a charm, obviously. Uh, we had Central in 2021, Traverse City Central, then Traverse City St. Francis in 2022, and now Kingsley. Um, I watched that game from beginning to end, obviously. Uh, on my laptop here, had my headphones in, uh, was carrying it throughout the house as I had to give Saint treats and feed him and do all those things and help my mom with, uh, with dinner because we had some people over on Saturday uh, as well. And wow, you really the occupied. nice thing about it is that I was in the comfort of my own home, so I could loudly and proudly cheer for Kingsley. Job, I didn't have to be a professional about it. <laughs> uh, I didn't have to hold all that in and just pretend like I wasn't excited for this team because I was very much excited for this team. Pumped. And they looked like a team that had played in several state championship games before that was the most composed team that had for their first ever trip to ford field ever they they didn't look like anything was going to rattle them no they were focused on their mission which was winning a state championship which was winning that game which was beating almont and and they did that and they let i mean they led wire to wire they they were getting first downs after first downs after first downs. I just kept looking at James trying to grab his attention, like mm-hmm. mum, like mumbling something. But obviously, as you being uh, so laser focused and making sure everyone had all their stats down, <laughs> uh, in my head I'm like, they're not stopping these dudes. Like they're first down after first down after first down. Even even if it was like a third and six, they still got a first down. That was, yeah, deep down that was so fun to watch. Deep down. I, I, I was taking notes, and I, I don't know if you guys noticed this as well, but also with how comfortable they looked, it seemed like they really valued ball possession. Oh, yeah. They really valued that. They weren't worried about quick strike scores, big plays, or anything like that. They were like, if we have the ball most of the time, we're, we're going to win. Yes. And that, that seems to be the case. It's what they did. I don't know what the time of possession ended up being. I don't know if they had that. In the uh, the final stats, I don't but know if they had uh, that in the box score or not, but I will uh, I will look. But yeah. there 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 wasn't a moment that Kingsley wasn't in c- control of that game. Yeah, from start to finish, as far as their run game was looked, looked so methodical. It's absolutely methodical. Any any did they keep track of the time of possession? They usually do when they send out the they do the printout of the the PDF after the game yeah. um, uh, or of all the stats. Uh, James, what stood out to you as uh, you watched them win? Kind of what you were saying. Uh, the time of possession was 33 minutes and 35 seconds for Kingsley and 14 minutes and 25 oh, seconds yeah, for Alma. Exactly. <clears throat> they dominated that. And I mean that was one of the Yeah. That was the third thing I wrote down <laughs> as I was taking That was the third thing. I went. They, they're not worried. They want it. They want the ball. They so want to hold the ball. Mm-hmm. By uh, by halftime, uh, Kingsley had as much possession, had more possession than Almont would end up with for, for the, the whole game. game. Wow. <laughs> Almont never had the possession more than four minutes and thirty-eight seconds in any one quarter. That's 
And that's I mean that's, that's how you so win. So impressive. That's yeah, how you win a game. That's, that's just complete ball control. Yeah, and they were they were just doing long drives. Uh, their the first three touchdown drives were all double digit plays. Yeah. Uh, they were like I can't remember how long they were, but I can look it up here. They were like 10, 12 mm-hmm. plays, like all of them. And even and when uh, they went, when yeah, there's a 10, 13, 10. There's a couple fourth fourth down plays. Obviously, they're not sending. I don't think they did. They ever punt once? Do you remember if Kingsley? Kingsley did not punt in the game. No, <laughs> they went for it on fourth and didn't get it once. That's right. <clears throat> and other than that, um, they had the two possessions at the end of the game and at the end of the half that they where they knelt, and they scored a touchdown every other time. Did you guys know that they, they brought this up on the uh, on the broadcast, the t- television broadcast? Kingsley only lost one fumble all season. Mm-hmm. Oh, all season they only lost one fumble. There was a. Hey, I mean, shout outs to the instant replay because there was that one fumble that apparently was not a fumble afterwards. That that's yeah. One of my that's one of the things that stood out to me was, wow, they got they instant had, replays. Yeah, they had like three in the game where they. Where they were ruled down by contact, but they, you know, they yeah. lost the ball, yeah, or whatever. That but it didn't be; it wasn't a fumble. Yeah, I was like, wow, the perks of instant replays has definitely. Yeah, and helped. that catch on the two-point conversion. Mm-hmm. Yes, that one. Well, so that was Ooh. so confusing because I'm watching it at home, and the one line judge calls it good, and then the other one, and then they come in and they say after a replay it was no good, and then it goes to commercial, and I'm texting you guys, and I went. It was one of the worst calls I've ever seen on a replay. They, <laughs> like, they replayed it, it they, and, they, and they got it wrong. Like, yes. how do you replay mm-hmm. it and get it wrong? And then, uh, James, you just texted. You were like, just wait. Because I was about <laughs> I, I, I was prob- I was at least three minutes behind in game time, so I was probably a good five to six minutes behind yeah. in, in, in regular time. Correct. Because mm-hmm. uh, there was – I mean, they kind of took a minute to – It was a long TV. Themselves. It was a long TV timeout. Well, it was so one. close. I don't know if you guys saw the replay. Yeah. But it oh, was yeah. Really they showed close. it on the it was so close. And you can yeah. just hear yeah. this whole Kingsley The, the, the one toe dragged inside. Yeah. But, it was like, bu- but it, on the replays, it was behind the other mm-hmm. foot in, in a bunch of the replays so until they saw the other angle where you could see that the, yeah. I, I can't remember if it was when left or right foot. James, I'm like, one foot, right? He's like, yeah, one foot. I'm like, oh, then that's a, they got it. Yeah. Yep. Great catch, though. So we talked about Kings, or we talked about Eli Graves a little bit early to start the show. I, I want to know what your impressions are of that kid after seeing what he did, seeing what he's done all season long, and then having the chance to, to talk to him today. So humble. The most one, He is very humble. Def, doesn't make it about himself. I don't think he's ever made it about himself once, any conversations I've had with him. That old line deserves so much credit. Everything they worked for this whole entire season to lead up. I mean, he wasn't. I, mean, I know, like the stats show, like he scored a lot of the touchdowns, but a lot of the work goes also for the other players as well. Like Max did some work too. Skylar Workman did some work too. Like, yeah, it is Eli that bo- jumps out on the box score, but just like Eli would say, if he was sitting here, I wouldn't do it. He wouldn't have been able to do it without any of his other teammates. Well, no. What you'll notice is that, it, or every picture that I've ever taken of Eli Graves, number sixty is always right by him. Yeah. So Caleb Bott yeah. is always right by him, and, and I'm like, wow, right the, 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 the two of them, like that is, yeah, uh, it, yeah. It just it was a perfect combination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that, that whole O line, um, they were they were just blowing Almon off the ball, um, and 
and the Alma coach after the in the press conference even said that he's like they were they were owning the line of scrimmage you know um I asked him what they changed because they did a little bit better in the third quarter and he just said that they 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 lowered their pad level a little bit <laughs> and that was about it but otherwise he's like Kingsley was just blowing us off the ball and uh yeah that that Kingsley O-line um just <clears throat> made it didn't make it easy but made the job a lot easier for Eli Graves to get his name in the record book four times in the state finals record book also I think as far as like all the other D- division school teams that was in the state finals, I, I I'm sure they probably the smallest O line as far as all the division schools and the that play that Ford Field, and they made that look easy. Yeah, but when your technique's perfect, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's that what happened. So per- like there were plays that like on the other side of the field, like you could just see it, it was wide open space just for Eli just to run and you see Chase and other players just going and running over people. That that was just so fun to watch. Like if you if you like O line like watching offensive linemen play, that's something you would definitely appreciate. It it's it's so funny looking at that and and props to to Goose Poop who had <laughs> yes. Kingsley as a thirteen and a half point favorite and Girl, they you, win you, by fourteen. You caught that. Yeah. You caught that. Uh, which is really impressive because I <laughs> I I thought some people were kind of downplaying Kingsley. Kingsley. Like when they uh, when they won the, the state semifinals, some of the people that I was talking to went, Yeah, well, but look at Almont, you know, they they run the same thing, so they'll be able to game plan for Kingsley. Kingsley was far and away the better team so on that field. Much better. They they ran that wing tee to absolute perfection. Team they team. confused. They again deception and confusion of the other team, Confuse and then me. doing what they knew how to do. That I formation was fantastic and and worked every single time Watch because it was oh, either yeah, where they did the straight eye. It was either oh, the yeah. first. It was either the first, the second, or the third, third guy. and you they were so know. good at at changing that up that they either got good chunk yardage, couple yards, uh, or or first down or or a big play. Yeah, it was, was beautiful. I, I wrote that mm-hmm. down. I, yeah, I, Did, it was a beautiful game. When you, when you obviously you've watched them in person, but when you were watching on TV, did you ever get, ever get confused on where the ball was going to be? As yeah, so did the camera okay, guys. Cool, cool, and so did the I, PA announcer. They yeah. announced the wrong ball carrier so many times. So many times. Yeah. And he had to keep looking at me. He's like, who was it? I'm like, well, it was Eli. Oh, no, it was Skyler. Because I would look. I stopped listening the to the number. PA announcer. The broadcasters even, uh, <laughs> broadcasters like, I was looking downfield. And I went, well, no. It, it, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's there's, not where the ball is at. So there's a Twitter um, account called First Down XO's. You know, X's and O's. Nice. And it's uh, it's just a high school football coaches, you know, draw, drawing up plays or whatever. They tweeted out a video of Eli Graves' 30-yard touchdown. Beautiful. And it just said, um, pure genius out of the T formation. Yeah. It is pure it's, genius. It was perfect. Beautiful. So beautiful. They... Uh, can't, there's not enough words that we can say about all of that. It's just there was uh, never a moment where I thought Kingsley was gonna lose. I n- I didn't have any worries about it. Like that that's what was what was odd. Like I remember watching the St. Francis game yeah. last year and being on you know uh, pins and needles edge of my seat going oh my god what's gonna happen 
And then Kingsley took that first drive down the field, scored, and I went, this game is this theirs. This game is over. That's I didn't I say the hope. game was over. I said, but, but I'm like, this game is theirs. If they want it, no. they can take it, and there's not anything that Almont could do about it. I know the only thing that was concerning for me, because James brought this up, and they kind of did really well with it, Almont's special teams kind of put them in great field position each time Kingsley kicked it back to them. That was my only concern, was, okay, what happens if one of this team, if, King, if Almont takes it to the house? Because there were several times where they almost did, but they gave it allowed them to have good field position. So I was just wondering how the defense would react if the they gave up, like, such a big chunk yard for the special teams. There's some times where they obviously they did score, but there was also other times where they stopped them, and I was like, okay, they're, they're, they're pretty solid. Like, they even had a field goal kicker who kick kicked some three points. Kingsley didn't punt or use their field goal kicker once. I think what was most impressive, I can say that so many <laughs> Everything times. Everything else is impressive. But... Uh, <laughs> I don't think Kingsley ever worried about what Almont was doing. No. Kingsley was worried about, we, we play our game, we'll win. Yeah. They didn't change what they do. They didn't change what they did from week one no. to, to Saturday. They just perfected it in that time. So, James, how upset were you when Kingsley scored those their last eight points to make it 38-24? to 24? Uh, Because had it ended 30-24, to 24, you would have been dead on with your <laughs> prediction of the final score. I didn't even think about that. That it would have been. <laughs> yeah, it, at, one point, at one point, it was 30-24, to 24, which was, was your it. prediction. I didn't even think about that. But. So wow. I, think, I think you get the win for being closest yeah, uh, because was it was 38-24. Mine was 42-17. to 17. I don't remember mine. Uh, and no, I don't remember yours I either. Remember I know mine was close. <clears throat> I was not. That was, no. Yeah. That was close. So one of the things that was interesting during the game, too, is that uh, uh, I had a, a person from Almont message during the game <laughs> complaining about Almont's former coach, who we'd mentioned in the preview mm-hmm. that him and Tim Wuer were, were friends and had you know, known each other for, other for quite a long time. Um, he, like, he used to be the assistant coach under... Wooer when they were in Farwell, right. which is far, which is Wooer's first job out of college, and uh, they were complaining that he was on the sidelines and he was stealing Almont's signs, and okay. and, and likening it to Michigan. So Connor Stallions, <laughs> Call it yeah, 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 that's what it was. <laughs> and I'm just man, like, when losers will I'm find just any like, any excuse, we'll find yeah. anything to complain about. This was in the first half. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, he told me that, and I just kind of. Giggled and laugh a little bit. So, James, I have to ask you, and and I didn't bring it up last week because I didn't want to throw that juju into the air. Good call. But I'm going to bring it. But I'm going to bring it up now because Tim brought it up to me after (laughs) uh, the state semifinal win. Um, He was a little disappointed that I wasn't going to be at the game because he felt that I had been their good luck charm uh, throughout it, and uh, he felt uh, how's it uh, the exact opposite about you, James. (laughs) He texted me um, Saturday like, morning he was, about He this. was like, he, he, he said, uh, tell James to wear something else. Um, you know, and it was, it was just really funny that he was, he, he texted me Sunday morning. He's like, we, we, we broke the cook jinx. <laughs> <laughs> he had a name for it. Whoa. And, uh, and I just had to be like, well, I, I had faith in you guys to, to overcome, you know, uh, to overcome that. And I'm, I'm glad that you did. But, um. <laughs> Did you guys talk about that at all? He texted me Saturday morning. <laughs> Before the game? Before the game. And, and, and yeah, and said, do change something up to change the mojo. <laughs> He's like, like, pen in the opposite pocket, 
orange crush shirt, phone in front pocket instead of back, something. Brennan was on a roll with us. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> and then after the press conferences, after the game, well, I texted him back, and I'm like, I'm wear- I'm, I'll be wearing a suit. Does that count? And he's like, we're perfect. And then he texted me a photo of himself wearing a suit um, for the pregame stuff. And then after the game, you know, after the press conference is done, you do the individual mm-hmm. interviews outside. And I went up to talk to him. And he just, like, turned around and just slapped me on the shoulder and said, you did it. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad. I mean, for that, for that especially, because uh, I wouldn't want – uh, any of the responsibility of, uh, of of a state championship loss to to land on your shoulders, James. Oh, that's I will um, I will add because when he told me that I was like, well, when I covered Kingsley in the district championship game, I was one and zero, so I'm going in with a good good uh, good report. And then state state finals happens, and now I'm two and zero covering Kingsley. And then obviously it's James. James brought some bad luck to couple of state finals in the past and I well I would cover it. I covered them when they played really really good teams <laughs> in, <laughs> you know Gaylord twice and Traverse City St. Francis yes you know so they had lost three in a row at one point with me covering them and then they beat St. Francis this year and snapped that streak and then I went to the Ogemaw game <laughs> oh yeah and then I just looked at them and I was like so uh since I've gotten here we've had a few uh, teams win state titles Detroit Lions next, and he kind of just smiled and laughed. It's like, I'm breaking curses since I moved here. <laughs> James, where would you rank this football team uh, in your time here uh, at the at the Record Eagle? Um, I mean, for their division, I would say they're, they're the best. I mean, they won the state title. Interestingly enough, it's the first time I've covered a team that's won at Ford Field myself wow. in the years that I've been here. Because it was always somebody else covering St. Francis back in those days. It was usually Jeff Peak. Um, so, you know, okay. I, I've over the years I've seen TC Central lose, uh, Glen Lake lose multiple times, St. Francis lose multiple times, Cadillac even lose. Even an eight man too. Yeah, even an eight man. Yeah, I saw Sutton's Bay lose <laughs> in, the, in the finals. Dang. So my first time ever covering. First Ooh. time at Ford Field. Wow. Where do you think this team ranks in terms of teams in the state? Like all all football teams in the state, divisions one through eight. Are, are they putting up? I mean, they put up a, f- a good fight against Gaylord, and I know Gaylord got got bounced, mm-hmm. but you know, and that team could well, you, w- the, the w- team that beat Gaylord won the state championship. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they were really. I watched parts of that game. Yeah, they did stuff that <clears throat> Gaylord could not even stop. And they just kept doing it. Into yeah, it. and that was a three-point game. Yeah, this is this is when I I wish that just for fun, and I know they <laughs> wouldn't, but I, I want a little more football. Oh, you but want to have see Division it? One play Division Two state champions. Ooh. Three play four, oh. right? Ooh. Five play six, seven play eight, and then you know, kind of end. I mean, the team that mm-hmm. won last night, the Division One team, they beat one of like the best schools in the state, Bell- Belleville. They lost, and I was shocked about that because I really thought Belleville was going to win, but because they were they were up majority of the whole game, and then uh, this is one of my favorite things in sports. So I'll talk about that game later, but yeah, I mean, I would I would be curious to see it, but I I, I would like to see how they would do against Forest Hill Central because obviously Kingsley, did Kingsley play Kingsley play Gaylord this 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. lost forty-two yeah. to thirty-nine. Lost by three. So uh, that would that would be my only concern if that if that scenario that we all dreaming up would happen. It's just how would they do against Forest Hill Central? What were those Kingsley fans like? Awesome. Was, what was, was that so, community like? There was so many there. It's like the whole I, town I, was there. I actually, um, so I was dropping my mom off in Mount Pleasant on the way to Detroit and everything like that. So I took the, the the way to go through Kingsley instead of going through Mesick to go there, just just to drive through Kingsley on Saturday morning. Nice. And it was a ghost town. Nice. <laughs> and, like, there was some traffic at the at the light, you know, the... It, right there in town, um, but I don't think it was local traffic. I think it was people <laughs> coming from uh, Traverse. Right. I was gonna <laughs> say, like it was, other than that, the, the, it looked like a ghost town, man. Good day to break into people's houses. There was so many people there at the game too. I had said the same thing. <laughs> did you, <laughs> did yeah, you make the same joke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we even mentioned to him. I was like, I think that subway is closed. The one, the only subway that's in town. I think they must have a gone to Ford Field sign in the front of their door, so no one got subway that day. I would think so. Any final thoughts on this state championship win? Uh, yeah, one thing that I would like to mention, I'm glad they brought the family circle to Fort Field. Um, although we had to run to the interview room, so I didn't get a chance to like actually see it. But just hearing it from Gavin, hearing it from the coach, they brought that to Fort Field, which was part of my story. I've, I know you, you got a chance to see it when you covered in Cadillac and probably covered a couple of Kingsley games. Oh, that was he, awesome. Like, yeah. Those, those, that's I, I had to explain this to my parents, like what type of town Kingsley is. After talking to some residents, talking to some students, now talking to the football players, that is a town that lives and dies with football. And the fact that they got to do the family circle one last time as state champions, yeah, that's... And it was really cool how they did it, too, because they couldn't be on no. the field. Yeah. So they had to have the semicircle on the field and then in the stands... And that was just... I asked Gavin, I was like, how did you guys do it? And then he explained it to me. And then James elaborate, like extended the explanation to me. That was so... I, I wish we waited a little bit before heading down to the press conference so I can see that form itself. But uh, no, that was good for them for, for carrying that on to Fort Field. I think that's why it, this championship means so much more than just... It's, not, it's more than just a win. No, it's the whole community. Like this... It's something that everyone can yep. celebrate. And, and speaking of which, uh, I'll, I'll mention this on the podcast. We have it in, in tomorrow's uh, newspaper as well, and it'll be online. But the uh, Kingsley uh, Community Celebration is going to be uh, this Friday at Friday. 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Kingsley High School in the gymnasium uh, where they will be celebrating the team's uh, state championship win. So uh, anyone in the Kingsley community or anybody at all, anybody that just wants to support the Stags, Head out there uh, on Friday for uh, for what should be a uh, a great day. a great celebration of a great accomplishment by by a great team with great players, great coaches, great fans. So agreed. Yeah. yeah. All right, James. Any final thoughts? No, like you said, man. Great win. Um, you'll you'll hear the kids talking about the the planning for the for how to do the the circle that. Uh, Coach Hoover was more worried about that than the game plan. <laughs> well, I, I remember uh, the, at in the state semifinal, uh, they weren't going to al- allow the team onto the field uh, after the win, and <laughs> Migenberg went and talked to, I don't, I don't know who, and was basically like, eh, you're going to let us on. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he, if he was kind of like that point blank about it, but like he, he came on because War seemed pretty upset. He's like, they're not going to let him onto the field? 
and then Migenberg must have gone and talked to somebody, and they were able to do the family circle on, on Cadillac's turf. And you can tell that that is... It's a staple. It's just really important because it's, for them it isn't just about the wins. It really is about creating a, a culture around this team that is as important as family. That what mm-hmm. we do together, we do it together. And that's exactly what Wojo told me. And that's some special stuff. So uh, with that, uh, let us now get into Jordan and James's interview with Kingsley's Eli Graves and Max Gothels, the Division VI state champion football players. Around podcast is happy to bring on Kingsley State Champion players Max Gothels. Thanks for having me on. And Eli Graves. Glad to be here. Um, guys, obviously fresh off a state championship. First off, congratulations. Congrats, boys. Um, I even on the way in driving in here, I even heard the radio station, can, you know, read nothing off and congratulating you guys and stuff. So, um, what's it like being state champions? I mean. This is what we've wanted for four years, so it feels pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels good to have the whole community behind us right now. Mm-hmm. All those push-ups of Coach telling you what you what, what are you playing for and everyone shouts out, state champs. Now you guys actually can say, yeah, we are state champs. It's kind of a cool feeling, I bet. Yeah, yeah it didn't feel real because like the practice before, we'd break it down and we'd say state champs on three, one, two, three, state champs, and it was like, Man, we haven't said this since like the winter before the season, so it kind of like really hit them. Mm-hmm. Um, just talk about the game. What was it like? Just to I guess pregame. We'll talk about pregame. What was it like just going through that in a stadium like that? Going through warmups, being in the locker rooms, the tunnels down there, and everything like that. Well, we had to wait for the first game to get over the one before us, so we were all kind of antsy to get out there, but. Right when we got our chance to go out on the field, it was crazy. There's so many fans. We've just never seen it before. Mm-hmm. I mean, right when we walked out of the tunnel, I was, like, just taking it all in for a second. Like, we only had a couple minutes to take it all in, but then after that, it was like the whole team's got to dial in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What's kind of like the locker room situation there for the teams at the finals? Uh, They were pretty close together, so... We kind of had to pass each other in the halls a couple of times to tear each other down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we could hear them chanting in their own locker room, and it just got us fired up. So, What were they chanting? Yeah. Uh, they said something we can't say. They said uh, oh. Kingsley ain't on three, and then they go, one, two, three, Kingsley ain't. Nice. Wow. Okay. I think okay. I can finish the sentence. <laughs> I think I – all right. So – I bet you, did they not know that you guys were that close when they said it or didn't think you could hear it? No, I think they just wanted to get in our head a little bit, but it just <laughs> fired us up. Yeah, yeah, no one really gets in our head. It kind of just makes us more fired up every time. Again, mm-hmm. Merchant used that as motivation for his pregame speeches that he usually does before you guys' games, I'm assuming so. Yeah, Coach Wurr is really the – he really gets us fired up. I mean – some coaches like say to take it personal, but I think Coach Ware actually does take it personal when people say stuff like that. Well, you know, it's 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 what he does. I mean, when people criticize your work, uh, you know, 
I can I can understand that. You know, mm-hmm. what other things does he use? Does he do to get you guys fired up, motivated, and just excited to play? Get you just well. Sometimes for a few games, he posts papers around the school with quotes and stats, and he likes to compare us to the other teams. So he just tries to get us motivated throughout the school day. Yeah, like for this game, like for example, it was like Kingsley O-line versus Elmont O-line, and then it was like Elmont running backs with like their stats, and then it was Kingsley running backs with their stats, and it was like who's going to win the running back battle, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Pretty sure you guys won both of those battles. Very, very the whole line definitely made yeah. us win both those battles. Yeah, you guys were you guys were pulling them off the ball. Yeah, what, what was just the key there? I don't know. Every time we, I mean, we knew that we were a good O line, but every time we got back to the huddle, we just said, "Let's do it again," and we di- we went out there and we did. So, yeah, we're kind of in the huddle. We're like, after the first couple of plays, it was like ten yards, ten yards. We're like. Yeah, these guys can't stop us. Like, we just got to do our thing, come out and blow them off the ball every play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I asked our coach about that in the in the press conference afterwards. I'm like, what did you guys do differently in the third period, in the third quarter? Because the third quarter they were doing a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And he just said he just said that they just uh, had more energy, and I think they got lower pad level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Coach Ware would want to hear that you say they had lower pad level than us. <laughs> He, he, said they, he said they're not lower than you, that they oh, get okay. lowered their own. I was going to yeah. say, he might get a phone call later. He'd probably say, call yeah, us up to practice make us, make us run for that one. No, he said that they low, they lowered their pad level, <laughs> like that they weren't playing as high. That the first half you guys were getting lower and they're blowing them off the mm-hmm. ball. Um, what what was the, some of the motivation pre them chanting uh, <laughs> about Kingsley and the thing? I mean, some of these other games in the last few weeks, you've had a little bit, a little bit of kind of a revenge a narrative, you know, Reed City, you had to forfeit to them because of COVID the one year. Gladstone, you had the whole wrestling uh, th- <laughs> fiasco, I guess yeah, I would sure. say. <laughs> uh, what was the, the big motivator coming into this one other than just rings? I'd say it was the ring. We knew we've worked hard for this our whole lives, so we just kept saying that's the only motivation we need, a ring at the end of the day, so. I mean, yeah, we've all been playing together 10 years. There's 12 seniors out there. We hang out all the time, like every weekend. We're always hanging out together. I mean, there's like a second family on the football team, so we wanted to go out with a win and a ring on our finger. Mm-hmm. From like a personal standpoint, like knowing you guys are playing in Ford Field just a few days before you guys played, you saw the Lions play on Thanksgiving. Day after, day after that was Michigan State. Now you guys are playing. Did it like kick in like to you guys realizing like, like the Lions play on this in this stadium when we're playing on the same field as professional teams and a college team. Like, did it, any of that set in for you guys, or was this just focus business in a sense? Well, when I was down on the field, I definitely felt like a pro athlete. But, and I was kind of upset that they kept the MSU logo on the field. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you're not the only one. I kind of was looking at him at the same time. I was like, they really just kept that out there did they not know that msu did not score a touchdown <laughs> fun stat i'm sure you guys might know this i told this to him by halftime you guys have more rushing yards than the entire michigan state team did on friday night i know i laughed i thought that was awesome just because they could not they had negative 13 
You guys had well over, over 200? Over 200 yards? Yeah. Combined? I, yeah, I think you had like one... I can't remember. It was 150, I think. I think you had 150 by halftime. Yeah, that was just uh, a stat that I really wanted to find out for myself. It was well worth it. So I'm glad I got to share with you guys. Yeah. Well, I think I turned to you at halftime, and I'm like, here's here's the stat of the game. I'm like, Kingsley's second and third running backs have more rushing yards total than Almont has as a team. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, talk about just the... the the game that you had. I know I know you were talking about the offensive line in the press conference after the game, um, but but what's it like to have a game like that where you, you score four touchdowns, you, you tie the state championship record with 30 points individually? Um, I know you can't do it without the line mm-hmm. and, and this guy right here helping that, uh, but what's it like to have a game like that? I mean, it just feels good to have a game like that and be able to help bring the trophy home to the community um you don't really realize like the game you're having until it's over and you're like you see the stats and you're like geez that's that's a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns and it's like i helped bring that trophy home and it just feels good mm-hmm. uh, go over the the play that you guys scored the one uh touchdown i, th- I think it was like a fourth and nine oh, that, you, yeah. that you guys had you you pulled both guards <laughs> yeah it's a little bit of a trick play kind of to like get the edge player to bite inside just for one second so i can get out get outside and then once i'm outside with a couple lead blockers i mean can't really it's hard to hard to stop that yeah because you've you've i think gavin fakes it to the first mm-hmm. two guys you just kind of stand there for a second and kind of hesitate it's kind of like a, a little bit yeah it's like a long jab step he fakes one guy and then fakes down the middle and then everyone bites on the middle guy because like, oh, it's a fake pitch. Mm-hmm. Now it's coming down the middle and then all of a sudden I come back around. There was no on the sweep. And there. you had, like and no you had, two, you had two, two blockers, blockers in, in front, front of you me. and they yeah. barely had anybody to block. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was... I saw that play out and I just looked at James. I'm like, what just happened? Like, wow. I think they just... That was perfection. That mm-hmm. was worked to so perfection. <laughs> Yeah, well, you guys had a couple of big plays like that. You had the your catch on it was what, on third and eleven, I think it was, mm-hmm. uh, for like fourteen, fifteen yards or something for a first down. Um, and ends that up was leading, like crucial. Leading to a touchdown too. You guys just came up with some big plays at big times. What, what was the the talk in the in the huddle when you were you were facing that? I mean, you're facing a fourth and nine, a third and eleven. I'd say, I made sure to remind them like. Every play, we need to give it all our effort right now. And I know everyone else in the huddle is saying it too. We need to just put our pads down and make things happen, and that's what we did. So. Yeah, on Max's catch, I was honestly a little nervous about that because it was third and ten. I'm like, they're going to be expecting the pass here. And I, I ran, and I looked, and I'm like, oh, no one's open. I see Gavin throw it up. I'm like, oh, it looks overthrown. Then I just see Max go up and catch it. I was like, holy crap, like that just sealed us the game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely nervous during that one. <laughs> yeah, because that one I'm trying to I'm trying to remember that one basically just got a first down so you guys could run the clock out. Yeah, right? it was yeah. like towards the end of yeah. the game, right? We were up, yeah, we were yeah. up six, I believe, and it was third and ten, and mm-hmm. yeah, Max just went up and caught that one to get us a first down and mm-hmm. pretty much sealed it. It was your second catch of the day. Uh, what were you thinking as you saw the ball coming your way? When I saw the ball in the air, I knew I had to catch it no matter what. So. 
I just remember jumping up and right when my hands touched it, I wasn't letting the defender get in my way. And I just ripped at it and I got it. So. They couldn't mm-hmm. bring you down either. They tried so hard. I saw a couple guys just try it and you just kind of just get out of my way a little bit. Just, that was on your first touchdown, right? There, there was a, that fake pass and then you had defenders trying to tackle you but no one could even come close to you. Or even try. There was like little defenders, no offense, but they tried wrapping the whole body around you, and you just just kept kept moving. Um, well, you guys were talking about rings before. After the game, you did the the tradition after Kingsley games, which is the the family ring. Um, who who set it up like that so that you guys would do it where the players did a half circle on the field and the fans did a half circle in the stands because awesome. you know you weren't gonna have the same access to the field as as you normally have after a game. Uh, that was coach where he was like more worried about getting a family circle and then actually winning the game. He was like <laughs> he was like trying to figure out all these ways we could do it. He's like we could run up to the stands and do it and go up in the stands and then yeah he kind of just said half circle seniors in the middle and then just connect it to the stands he was like more worried about getting that done than actually playing the game <laughs> they probably figured out oh, we got the game in the bag we can just plan for afterwards <laughs> and then he heard what they were chanting in the in the locker room and he's like oh they just handed us motivation. they just gave us the rings thanks boys <laughs> i forgot how we do the circle let's do this <laughs> um so what were you told uh, you have an uncle that was on the 05 team um, what were you told from him about playing in the championship game? So we watched at my family Thanksgiving. He was there, and we watched the uh, whole 2005 state championship game. And he texted me and my cousins before the game, and he said we have to give it everything we got and 100% effort. So, and I can't believe we still won, but we did it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, your your brother played at, at Kingsley. He was on that, that team that had to forfeit because of COVID um, in a year where I think they would have been one of the serious title contenders. Mm. Um, what was his message to you? Um, he was basically saying, like, he didn't get this chance. So he was like, if I had this chance, he would do everything he could to, like, make it the best opportunity to win as he could. So I kind of took that to heart and, like, not everyone gets this opportunity. This is pretty special, and not many teams get to do this. Mm-hmm. And then another sort of ring, you guys are getting championship rings, <coughs> teams ordering championship rings, right? Yeah. Well, uh, how long are you going to wait on those? I mean, going to be some delayed satisfaction there? We yeah. We haven't even seen the design or anything, so we're waiting. Yeah, we haven't heard any dates yet. Yeah. That would be cool though do like a presentation like at a basketball game or something yeah. later in the season home game something that would be cool um after, so after you guys got back um you, you go back to kingsley on saturday night you have the 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 meeting in the gym where everybody uh i'm assuming probably about half the town was there uh All of it. And, and then you guys watch the football game again yeah we uh all kind of huddled around a tv and just watched the game over again and it was just felt just like the first time we were like I was just still thin, sitting there remembering I'm like we can't turn the ball over right now we could lose but then I'm like oh wait we already won so I was like it was just so weird I was like worried that we were gonna lose even though we already won just weird watching yourself on yeah. TV seeing yourself on TV yeah that's pretty cool actually pretty tight 
How many? Do you, so do you guys each gonna get like a copy of the game on DVD tape or, or DVD or whatever? And I definitely am. I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping to find one somewhere. I imagine somebody's got it for yeah. sale. I imagine or you could probably download it somewhere or wherever they got it. Mm. Where you went when you watched it Saturday night. Yeah. Um, so what's uh, Kingsley? I guess has a big uh, celebration for you guys coming up on Friday night. Ooh, yep. Nice. 7 p.m. What are they going to do there? I have no idea. <laughs> do they tell you anything beforehand? Like, I know you don't know much, Well, they probably will, like, a couple of days prior, but okay. we don't know anything as of now. Mm-hmm. Um, what what part of the game were you thinking, you know, I, I think we got a pretty realistic chance of doing this. I mean, pregame, you're probably a little nervous. Even if you think that you're maybe favored or whatever, but at one point in the game where you're like, I, I think we we got the upper hand here. I mean, we kind of knew we could win before the game, but it was definitely that first drive. Like we just we ran it all the way down. They couldn't stop anything, and our O line just kind of took care of business up front. And that's when I knew we could definitely win this game. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys covered the spread. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Goose Poop. You? Goose Poop is that one website that does like yeah, computer poop. models of uh, Ooh, right behind us too. Yeah, they uh, they set the line yeah. as as Kingsley plus or minus thirteen and a half, and you guys won by fourteen. <laughs> Obviously, you're covered. So they pretty much got it right on. <laughs> yeah, we also saw that Goose Poop was one of the only like uh, sports people that picked us to win that game so mm-hmm. we kind of use that as motivation as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, I, that i knew out of the 16 there's like five that picked us mm-hmm. yeah we saw it we're like we've been the one seed two seed all year and now there's only five teams picking us to win like we're, the, we're one of the best offenses in the state like it's just it kind of made us pretty mad yeah i think I, I asked mick mccabe up in the press box who we picked because i didn't get a chance to read his column and i said he he said he picked you guys. Yeah, so. Smart decision. At least, yeah. at least he thought he did. Didn't you also get like a, like a message from one of the Alma writers saying, "I don't think there's any way that these players are going to stop Kingsley," like he was doing when they were up like two or three touchdowns. Ooh, there were even people said like that for the Alma writers. For yeah, the may want to cut that out of the podcast though. But yeah, <laughs> hey, I tried to throw it out there. Going to throw their media <laughs> under the bus. Hey, yeah. I d- oh, I did I get a message there, during the game from a. Uh, I think a parent, an Almont parent, who was mad that that the old Almont coach was on your guy's sideline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard like, something about that. saying some guy like commented on someone's post that said, uh, "Coach Furman couldn't win a ring by himself, so he joined Kingsley." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, dude, what? like he didn't even play on the team." Like I was like, what? "Yeah, Coach Ward's known him for yeah so long." So long. Like, Elmont, yeah. Elmont goes to our T-camp and, like, learns from us, so. Yeah. Yeah, they go to your guys' T-camp. Uh, Coach Furman was roommates, like, lived yeah. in Coach Wooler's house, like, his first year out of college when he was the coach at Farwell. Yep. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and they coached together at Farwell, and I'm just like, I, I didn't even message the person back. I just, like, I'm just going to let this one go. Also, she was um, she was also she was thinking that he was there stealing signs because oh. apparently all she knows is the Michigan oh, sign stealing. Also, she called you guys cheaters because of it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like okay. 
I okay, lady. You told me before the pod. I'm pretty. I mean, I I would find this pretty true, but. You said you guys' team was the most points scored in the entire game, like as far as state finals game goes, or the whole playoff run, as far as the team in general, being able to tack on so many points, you guys topped as far as the highest for any team, like in all of like one through six, or seven, or eight divisions. Oh, for just the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, maybe for just the playoffs. I think, I think Belleville scored a few more overall in the season. Whoa. But... But yes, yeah, yesterday's game. We had well, yeah, thirty-seven was the lowest points you guys had at all playoffs. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that's, that was interesting. That's yeah. <laughs> I would imagine you guys got to be a prop, probably top ten though in scoring for the season. We saw a paper and it said Belleville had one more point scored than us on the whole year before the state finals game, and then we outscored them by six in the finals. So I don't know if those were the correct numbers or not, but if they were. I don't, that I don't think so because I looked it up. You guys ended up with 658 and Belleville had 679. Yeah. Wow. But that's still top three though. Pretty top close. Top two. Probably probably top five ish. I would yeah, say. Yeah, well, one team won. One team I don't know. Didn't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So that one team won. One team so did. You guys don't care. You'll take that, <laughs> right? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the trophy. I say. I say. Um. I don't know what what just what was it like in Kingsley today at school? Uh, we walked around the high school and the elementary and middle school, and it was pretty cool seeing like all those kids kind of looking up to us and like wanting to be like us. So pretty cool. Any autographs? Anyone walk up to you like, can you sign my football? <laughs> no. Autographs are. On Friday night. <laughs> oh, hey, there you go. <laughs> give him a tease. Get a charge for him. Give him a tease. That's awesome. <laughs> just, charge, just charge a dollar for each autograph. <laughs> a little fundraiser for your rings. Yeah, I got to pay for this ring somehow. Yeah. I got to pay for it in sweat. got to pay for my lineman's dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing that? You taking them out? I, can't, I got no money. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I didn't know if you guys caught the interview right after the game, but he said he wanted to buy all his lunch and dinner, but he's broke. So, um. I would think that some Kingsley fan would would start a GoFundMe <laughs> for, the o, for the O-line dinner. Easy. <laughs> At least the citizens I talked to before the game, they eat, sleep, and breathe Kingsley football, so mm-hmm. I'm sure they will. <laughs> I would think somebody can get that done. Maybe somebody listens to this and like volunteers okay, we're gonna, a tribute. We're gonna get that. We're gonna get that done. <laughs> Take those kids out to a buffet somewhere. Oh, let them go to town. Ooh, <laughs> that, those people. Got to include the ends. Yeah. And and the and the O line yeah. and the wing T. You got to include the ends. I mean, we run sure. right off the end, so <clears throat> tackle ends and then pulling guards. Nice. The running backs. Yeah. All right, well, somebody somebody get these guys a meal. Come on. Someone. Um, they deserve it. They SD were eating champs. up Almont on Saturday, so. SD champs. Probably be hungry again. But thanks thanks for for coming on, guys. Congratulations again on the state championship. Um, I know people all over northern Michigan are talking about it, not just even in Kingsley.
right, thank you to Max and Eli for joining James and Jordan here in the Get Around Podcast studio. That interview in this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Jimmy John's. So let's hear a word from them right now. This episode of the Get Around is sponsored by Jimmy John's, two locations in Traverse City. Order a tasty sandwich with the Jimmy John's app. Jimmy John's, freaky fresh, freaky fast. Freak yeah. Oh yeah. Let's enter the draft room, boys, and we will go over we five-round snake draft. Uh, you're turning away so no one can see what your list is. This yeah, obviously turn you, turn you. is in honor of the Kingsley Stags, who are uh, their their main team color is orange. Nice. Uh, and so we are going to do a, uh, a draft of our favorite orange-related things. Like I said, basically you're just drafting your favorite things that are orange or have some relation to orange or you convince us are related to orange and 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 we can orange county you can <laughs> thanks for you that can, you can choose that That's one trust, if, you. if you want yep. oh is it on there already it was it on your list maybe uh maybe you know, not uh the oc i think i see him typing wow. <laughs> he's like no you it, that. it was well, yeah. i mean it is well, now i mean you what know, well you know about orange county I'm so just <laughs> um get us started right now jordan what is your first pick and the number one overall pick uh, so it can be like in relations to anything that is orange. So my it, can it be a person? It can, be a it person, can absolutely right? be a person. I okay, have a person so my, on my person list. would be a coach, the most legendary coach for the Syracuse. Uh, orange man. There we go. Okay. Jim Beheim. Nice. Uh, basically, name is very anonymous. Synonymous, is the word. To anyone who yeah, not anonymous. Basketball. He's he's so far from anonymous. He's one of the most legendary co- basketball coaches to uh, be coaching at Syracuse. Not on my list, but uh, I had good to pick. Out there. Good pick, James. Thank you. Okay, because is orange is probably just too obvious, right? So I'm going to go orange juice. You can take oranges if you. I mean, I think oranges has to be drafted at some point, but it, it doesn't have to be. That's okay. It's up there. I'll, so, still, I'll, go, I'll go orange All right, juice. orange juice. Orange juice is is on my list, and it is off my list now. It's actually uh, number 21 out of 22 on the draft board for me. Uh, so this – I mean, I think I just got to be a homer and do it. I'm going to take the Kingsley Stacks. There we go. Oh, I just <laughs> figured that was – I just figured it uh, – yeah. Yeah, the whole episode was too. about them, so I, I just figured, you know, I just yeah. So, I done the same. Uh, all right, well, fine. We'll 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 leave the Kingsley Stags off. We'll just no, no, say that they they're the overarching. Then no, I I'll I'll do my I'll I'll do my uh, my favorite snacks. There we go. And I will go with uh, give me Cheetos wow. and Sun Kissed. Oh. Two orange things right there. So or, uh, okay. obviously the orange cheese dust for that. Yeah. So I will take Cheetos. And sun-kissed. My junior high meal. That's what James, I ate back to you for a pick. That's what I ate in junior high. Uh, I'm going to go with Orange Crush. Wow, Absolutely. Um, Fanta is disgusting. I think we can all agree on it. <laughs> <laughs> not as good. It's it's the it's the worst of the of the yes. orange it's not the same. things, I think. It's not the same. Uh, yeah, behind Fago, even. I, oh. I actually even preferred the... Uh, there was a store in the Chicagoland area called Cub Foods. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that. I've before. heard of it, but haven't okay. got there. They had this like generic orange pop that hmm. I don't remember what the name of it was, but it was the best. Hmm. It was it it yeah it was just delicious. So okay, you've got Orange Crush, uh, which makes sense considering that was your headline for the uh, yeah well yeah well that's a bunch of the fans that were at Ford Field had 
uh, Orange Crush t-shirts yeah. before oh, the nice. game. Yep. So, okay. Just, just went with the fans. Jordan, you got two picks. Yeah, my first one, I'm going with one of my f- one of my favorite Disney movies because the fish is orange, so I'm going Finding Nemo. Nemo. Uh, yeah, obviously. And then uh, the second pick, I got to go another cartoon character, Garfield. Very nice. All right, Garfield the cat. Number nine on my draft board is now off. <laughs> All right, James, back to you. Okay. I'm going to get good value here, I think. With Doritos. That is a very, that is, that was high on my list as well. Uh, I think that was, yeah, number eight. Number eight on my board was uh, Nacho Cheese Doritos. So uh, I've got two picks here, and I know that there are, that's why I think we're probably going to go more than five rounds, right, guys? You guys are having fun with this? I'm okay with this. Yeah, all right. I got a bunch left on my list. uh, I think I am going to. I, I I'm, I'm gonna wait till I go until later to get personal with my with my two picks. Um, but uh, for this one, I'm gonna take the orange red Crayola crayon, which nice. was always my favorite one out of the 64, the big box of 64 that you would get. I think it's probably up to like 232 now at this point. I'm I'm sure crayon boxes are just enormous. Um, or maybe they don't exist anymore. Maybe everything's just done on computers. That's how they color. But uh, I'm going to take that. Uh, and then I am going to take this one. It, it's a little off the wall. Ooh. But it was the first thing that came to mind when I thought of orange. And it's the fact that nothing rhymes with the word orange. <laughs> so that's my... I'm, I'm drafting that. The <laughs> Just that nothing rhymes with orange. Unless, of course, you're Eminem, who I think... Tried to explain to he someone. Did, he did have a thing about he's how like, he could rhyme some. There's a song. There's a song. Yeah, but he, he just did. like changed how he pronounced the words, which isn't it's, it's cheating. So yeah. you can't genius. change the pronunciation. He, he forced it. He's yes. A genius. Yeah. He's a yeah. Genius. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, it goes back to James. Uh, I'm gonna go with shrimp. Shrimp. Mm-hmm. Shrimp or orange? A lot of them. Yeah. Though, if they have the the um, the shell still on? Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought they were pink. All right. They can be pink, but there's a bunch of them that are orange too. Oh yeah, like cocktail shrimp are usually uh, yeah. orange. Tiger shrimp. Yeah. All right. Yep. I, I I like it. Not on my list. Just blew my mind. Not on my list, but I like it. Two picks for you, Jordan. Yeah, I'm going home. I'm going because you mentioned it earlier. Oh yeah, I'm definitely having to go home. I'm going Orange County. And I'm not from Orange County. I'm from Inland Empire, but Orange County is still home. But uh, and then I am gonna go with one of my good favorite albums, uh, Channel Orange by Frank Ocean. It's oh, one of the most nice. legendary albums I've ever listened to. I still listen to it on repeat, still to this day. That. So I'm going Orange County and Channel Orange by Frank Ocean. Okay, I'm, I'm adding one to my list right now just because of the fact that on the album cover there are oranges. Correct. Uh, and it was my first... It's a great one of my album. first albums that I, I bought when I was when I, when I was younger. It's a great so. album. I love that album. Uh, all right, uh, James, you've got one pick. One pick, okay. Uh, I am going to go back to Orange County and I'm going to take the Orange County Choppers meme. There you go. Oh with the dad yeah, yelling the, the show. throwing the stuff. I love yeah, what a great show. pick. Yep. What a great pick. Very good. Yep. All right, I'm going back to uh, the world of of food, 
Um, and I am going to take Flintstones Orange Push-Ups. <laughs> that was one of my favorite summertime treats. Uh, in fact, those. my mom, for some reason, had... Oh, no, she bought them for my nephews. Uh, and uh, it's possible that I uh, ate some uh, while I was home for Thanksgiving. Because she always buys, like, treats for my nephews, like candy and stuff. So there's always, like, fruit snacks in the cabinet and push-ups in the freezer. So so I grabbed that. So I will take those. Uh, and then I will, I will take something that means a little something to me. Uh, I'll take Monarch Butterflies. Ooh on my list as well. So that that sends us to six. I've got six so far. Let's just draft until we don't want to <laughs> pick any more. <laughs> we get tired of this? Yeah. Okay. One of the um, lists that I list that I looked at to kind of prep for this had like a list of 500 things that were orange or whatever. And they had peaches on there. Okay. But I'm not going to take peaches themselves. I'm going to take the song Peaches by the Presidents of the United States of America. Oh, okay. Millions of peaches. Yes. Peaches for me. Yeah. Very nice. I like that one. You never, I like you never that heard that too. song, Jordan? Nope. No? Oh, it's I'll, I'll pop it up on my Spotify <laughs> on my way home. It's stupid. It's catchy. It's it's great. I appreciate that. All, All right, Jordan, two picks for you. Yeah, I'm going uh, people. I'm going to go people that uh, went to uh, colleges that had the color orange. Uh, my first one is Kevin Durant because he went to Texas, went to Texas University of Texas. They're orange. I'd have thought it out there, Texas. Oh yeah, Durant. Sorry, I, Kevin Durant. I, I, I was like, I'm like, I thought he got drafted out of high school. That was Kevin oh, Garnett. He's uh, University of Texas, and then the second person that played for a school that was orange. I suppose I'm. I cannot wait to say this. Went to, uh, Oklahoma State. They're orange. Cowboys. Barry Sanders. Very nice. All right, James. Back to you for a single pick. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go homery. On this one, and take the Detroit Tigers. Very nice. nice. Orange is a primary color. All right, then I I'm gonna go to the land of puppets, puppets and muppets. Nice. Oh, mm. yes. give me Ernie, a yeah. Burton Ernie, and Beaker. Beaker. Okay, that's where I thought you were gonna go. All right. Yeah. Well, it, it is where I was going. I'm going to both of them. Oh, you're so taking both of them. Okay, I'm both taking, picks. I'm taking uh, right. Ernie of Burton Ernie and Beaker from the Muppets. Those are my two. Those are my two picks right there. And then, James, it goes back to you until until we're done. When you guys say we're done, then I'll just read off the rest of my list. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go uh, orange M&Ms. Oh, no, very nice. Oh, because you can go, yeah, you can go with the orange Reese's uh, pieces. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, no, that is on my list. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Dumb. Uh, All right, Jordan, two picks if you got if you have two left. Dang it. The Pick them if you got them. You said the Tigers already. <laughs> You know, I'm going to stick with the Syracuse Orange. I'm going in the realm of people again. Uh, also a player that played for the Syracuse team that is Orange. i say that one more time. Yeah, we got it. Cool. Let's <laughs> try to say it one more time. Uh, Carmelo Anthony. Nice. Yeah. i go Carmelo Anthony. And then I'm going back to Texas. Although this guy broke my heart when I was young. Hence, no pun intended. Or maybe pun intended. I don't know. Uh, Vince Young. Going to Texas Longhorns, and I watched him rule in my childhood, so I'm going Vince Young. Okay. Yeah. All right. James, you, know you got a pick? Oh, yeah. USC in the championship game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Joe Burrowless uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Nice. Ba- the what? Bengals? Yeah. Oh. 
They're okay. orange. They're bungles. They're orange. Sorry, what? Well, you can you can call them the bungles, but recently they've been pretty good. Mm, not last, not yesterday. Ow. <laughs> I'm in a I'm in a franchise uh, fantasy football league um, where you get to keep players from year to year. And somebody yesterday. and the guy who had Joe Burrow cut him. Wow. And I picked him up last week. Oh, nice. I set yeah, up him for a year. Good, that is a good pick. <laughs> All right, I obviously have to go to the realm of professional wrestling. It wouldn't be uh, an yeah, episode a of this podcast without me bringing up professional wrestling. So the wrestler who is one of my favorites, I have his shirt. It is in fact very orange, and that is Orange Cassidy. Nice. who has a finishing move called the Orange Punch. So I'm getting a twofer <laughs> on that one. Uh, and then, uh, on a personal note, uh, just about uh, two, two and a half hours south of here is a beautiful little town called Pentwater. And so I am going to be taking Pentwater Sunsets, which nice. when they are orange, they are gorgeous. So Orange Cassidy and Pentwater Sunsets okay. are my list. I, have to cross, I just said Sunsets. Ah, cross okay. that off my list. All right, I'm, I'm running down here. I've, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, okay, I've got nine left. So do I. Okay. <laughs> I think it's back to me, right? Yes. Uh, uh, I'm just going to go pumpkins. Oh, pumpkins. All right, off my Surprised. list. Surprised. They, they, they fell in the, uh, they, the they pre-draft did. process here. They, they have a I, bad I, combine. I, I think past Halloween, if we had done this draft before Halloween, they'd yeah. have been a high draft pick. Oh, yeah, they've been sitting outside so. for a couple of weeks. They don't look good now. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Now that pumpkins have been taken, are jack-o'-lanterns off the list? Yeah, I wouldn't think so. We'll give, you we'll, have we'll, you we'll, have plenty of things left on your list. We'll, we'll give James uh, <laughs> pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns, both of them then. Pumpkins uncarved and carved. Uh, Jordan, two picks for you. Two picks. All right. Um, I'm going to go... Uh, baseball here, Baltimore Oilers. But, you know, Orioles. There you go. The logo is orange. <laughs> Oreos. Oreos. Okay, cross them off my list. Oilers. Okay. And then I am gonna go to the University of Miami, Florida, and I am gonna take the entire 2001 team because that was the most fun team. Was it 2001 or 2002? Team to watch. To watch right. boys just. Their documentary that they did, the most hated, one of the most hated teams in college football. All right, James, a pick to you. Um, see if you're gonna see what's gonna happen here. No, we're, uh, getting, we're getting down gonna, to it. I'm gonna, in honor of uh, Beavis and Butthead, I'm gonna take fire. Oh, very nice. Okay, little arsonist over there, little pyromaniac. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take two cartoon tigers, Chester Cheeto and Tigger. Those are nice. those are my two picks right there. And James, it goes right back to you. Okay, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a beer that is orange. It's called Brains, um, and it's got like a whole bunch of extra letters. It's like 15 letters long, spelled Brains, um, by Drecker in uh, South Dakota, I think. But it's like a fruit smoothie, sour okay. beer, really good. Is, does it have the consistency of a smoothie? It's uh, it's it thick, thick. It's a lot thicker than normal really? beer. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then it's got like a lot of uh, fruit pulp in it. All right, Jordan, it's to you. Two picks if you want them. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Clemson Tigers football coach, Dabo Sweeney. Just every time he runs down the long steps, it's fun to watch. <laughs> and then I am also going to go. i got to look at my list one more time, see if I didn't pick them up. I did not. Uh, you know, I am just going to. 
just say DeAndre Hopkins for uh, who played at uh, Clemson as well. Okay. All right. Some players out there. Right. I go uh, uh, bell peppers. Nice. Oh, orange. orange bell peppers. Very yeah. nice. All right. My these will, these will be my last two picks. Cool. Does that sound good to you guys? That's last two picks, and then you guys will each have one pick, Sweet. and that'll be the end of it. Uh, I am going to go with uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup wrappers. Wow. Uh, and within those, of course, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, uh, my favorite candy. Uh, and then it's tough because I've got some good ones on here, uh, things that, that mean a lot to me, especially nostalgia-wise. Um, uh, but I am going to go, even though I have Cheetos already, nice. and I have Chester Cheeto. I'm going to go with cheese balls. Do you guys, are you familiar with cheese balls from planters? They used to come in like uh, a cardboard metal tin with a plastic top back in the 80s and 90s. And then they discontinued them for a while and they've recently come back. They're huge, right? And uh, it's, It's yeah, they're they're just, uh, they they cut the roof of your mouth. They hurt to eat, Mm -hmm. but for some reason I love them. So, uh, cheese balls uh, is, and Reese's peanut butter cups are my final two picks, and uh, I will I'll get to what I left off when you guys finish your two. Um, I'll just take uh, uh, orange cats. Orange cats. That's the last thing. That's the last thing left on my list. All right. Uh, My last one, obviously, drink responsibly. But my favorite beer since I've moved here, Sheboygan Blood Orange. Okay. Oh, yeah. Ooh, People do, do love a good Blood Orange beer. Mm-hmm. So, All right. Well, that wraps up the 2023 Record Eagle Orange Draft. Uh, left on my list, uh, David the Gnome's Fox. Wow. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with David the Gnome, but it was a cartoon that I watched every single day as a child. It was about this little gnome, and he rode on a fox, and he stopped himself by from sneezing by pressing his finger uh, up against right under on his lip underneath his nose. It works. It's an acupressure thing. So if, if you ever feel like you have to sneeze and you don't want to, just press right here, a little pressure right there, and it'll stop you from sneezing. So I'm learning so that, many new things today. Uh, my alma mater, University of Illinois, obviously. How did um, how did not. Uh, I'm kind of. I would say I'm disappointed in you, but I'm. Because like the, so the other things that I drafted were more fun, right? And he figured we weren't going to take them, so yeah. he no, no. Uh, let him slide. My mind, let him slide. <laughs> yeah. Oranges or and or cuties, the yeah. little clementines. Those yes. are always delicious. Yes. Uh, and then the album that I was talking about earlier was uh, No Doubt's Tragic Kingdom, uh, which features uh, Gwen Stefani on there holding an orange. Yeah. Oh, wow. So. Didn't Weezer have an album that was just an orange cover? Yes. I think it's so. possible. Yeah. Yeah. Possible. So, do you guys have anything left on your list? You didn't have anything left on your list. Jordan, did you have anything left on your list? No. A lot of this stuff. Okay. You were just making up uh, on the on the, on <laughs> the fly? The only thing sense. I have left on my list is Trump. <laughs> 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 I'm, like, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> wow. Wow. You could have just gone done. bad spray tans. And you could just done. You could just take that out. Wow, we're almost done. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, let us know uh, if we left anything off. I can't think, I think we possibly did that, because yeah. there was uh, – so we, we drafted way more uh, than I thought we were going to. Uh, I don't know. It was a lot of fun, and oh, I was just kind of goofing around with it. But uh, All right, uh, we will now move into uh, the – 
all region teams which will be starting this week uh, coming out and Saturday and Sunday uh, this Saturday we will be running the girls golf all region team with our player of the year girls golfer of the year Grace Slocum uh, her second award uh, in, in this category uh, second year in a row uh, and then second also for our Girls Runner of the Year in Cross Country, Buckley's Aiden Herond. So uh, Traverse City St. Francis is Grace Slocum as our Girls Golfer of the Year and Buckley's Aiden Herond as our Girls Cross Country uh, uh, Runner of the Year. So look out for those coming out this Saturday and Sunday. Uh, also uh, coming out in the coming weeks, hopefully, that's the plan anyway, is for uh, on December 9th to have the Boys Cross Country team revealed. Uh, the boys' tennis team revealed on December 10th. The boys' soccer team revealed on December 16th. The volleyball team revealed on December 17th. And the football team revealed on December 24th. And then after that, we will start publishing, or, or even during that time, we will start publishing our top 10 stories of the year. So a lot to look forward to. Uh, and not only on top of that, but we also have winter sports season starting. So yeah, basketball wrestling skiing hockey what else happens during winter sports am i missing something wrestling i said wrestling wrestling. okay bowling bowling Bowling, yeah we got bowling as well so there's a lot there's a lot it's uh it's that time of year when we think we're not busy but we actually are really busy yeah so cool okay all right uh let us wrap up this episode of the get around podcast with our happy endings what made you happy inside and or outside of sports from the last week anybody uh want to start oh well um you can ring the bell oh, i had two things one inside of sports um well inside sport actually you know what just wait on that real quick so my thing that i saw inside of sports was last night uh, the last Division One game, the last uh, Michigan high school sports uh, state finals game took place. The, one of the most coolest interceptions I have ever seen in my lifetime. I don't know if you got a chance, to, if you know what I'm talking about. But in the first quarter of the Division One state championship game, uh, Adrian Walker of Belleville. Belleville? Belleville, yeah. Thank you. You should call call this video up and watch it. Okay. It is the unreal. Um Came up with the most stunning interception off of Southfield A and T in the first quarter. What was his name? Adrian Walker Jr. He caught it behind his back and still made the pick, and basically just and he still caught it. They had to show the replay a couple times to make sure that he actually caught it. And he oh my did. god, it's made it to Sports Illustrated. Yes, this is what I'm reading off of. Oh, okay. It is. It, it's. Yeah, I saw that before I went to sleep last night. I almost jumped out of my chair watching that. Um, and I even asked a couple of the Kingsley guys, and they said, yeah, that was some, that was unreal. A uh, bunch of football players, college players, pro players caught wind of it. They they saw it. I don't know if it made it on SportsCenter's top ten. I hope it did. I hope it's number God, one. It should. It should have, man. I hope it's number one. It, it, it should have already made it. <clears throat> one of the coolest interceptions i've ever seen in my life i mean just unreal have you found the video brendan it's it's taking some time to load but i'll, I'll watch it after we're we're done here yeah it's so james has found it james this is a live reaction of brendan watching this interception on a second and nine he wants to throw for 
still watching it. What the hell? That is the coolest thing I've ever seen. So I had to go back because I didn't I didn't see it the first time. Oh my goodness! Wow, that was something special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just how it happened. No, I saw it. It is. I want. I yeah. I caught only the first quarter of that game. When I saw that happen, I jumped out of my chair. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said. Oh my goodness. <laughs> What a fantastic and, call, and too. His, and kept his knee from going on yeah. the ground so that he could return it. Yeah. That's spectacular. That is what was the coolest thing in sports that I've seen. That is awesome. That that has that had to be highlighted. I needed to highlight that. <clears throat> um, uh, outside of sports, I just got to go with my Steelers. They finally... They, they, that sounds like it's inside of sports. Still inside sports. Well, we we <laughs> they made me happy. All right. My sports team. My sports team made, made me happy. Me happy. Outside of sports. We fired our horrendous offensive coordinator, and we put up more than four hundred yards in the first time since fifty-seven or fifty-eight games. Okay. So yeah. All right. I will. Uh, I'll jump in. What made me happy? Uh, I got to go home last week, and, and during that time, uh, as I always do for uh, the the Christmas holiday. Uh, there is there's one tree. Well, yes, but uh, okay. as okay. you you'll you'll see, there's uh, there's a tree that I planted in the summer of 2008 uh, that I planted in memory of my golden retriever Brandy, who had passed away in June of uh, 2008. Uh, and since then, it, it has every year I have decorated it with more and more lights. Uh, and as my dog Guinness passed away, it became the Brandy and Guinness tree. Uh, and now that my dog Luna has passed away. It's become the Brandy and Guinness and Luna tree. And it's getting a little wordy, so uh, the memorial tree is kind of what we're calling it now. Um, and at last count, I had more than 4,000 lights on this one tree. Uh, this year, I added uh, 600 lights uh, of blue to it uh, on the base. Uh, and uh, some of them sparkle and twinkle. Uh, others don't, so it looks very... It looks gorgeous, uh, and I was able to do that, uh, and then also was able to put the Christmas lights on my parents' roof, uh, so they didn't have to do that, and uh, was just happy to do that. That made me happy. Was just decorating that tree and decorating for Christmas, and uh, looking forward to the the rest of the holiday season. Thank you. So one thing I I tend to do um, after I've had a couple of beverages is I start taking notes on the evening. On my phone. Okay. <laughs> and this will be a little bit at Jordan's expense. I knew it was coming up. But it, I just, <laughs> all I have on this is, is, is Jordan is so bad at NFL Blitz 2000. So bad. <laughs> so bad I can see that made it's, you happy. It's 40 to nothing in the second quarter. 52 to nothing after the third. And then all I have written down is a quote that just says, that's all a bad way to phrase that, man. <laughs> Do you not know what you were talking I, about? I don't remember what that was in reference to. <laughs> so and then, no fourth quarter, mercy rule. He had paid for the fourth quarter, and they still wouldn't let him play it. So who were you playing? Were you playing so the, it was, the it computer? So it was NFL Blitz 2000. Okay. You were playing the Oakland the Raiders. Oakland Raiders. So which Gannon, Jerry Right, I know, but who, who yeah. were you playing? Like, oh, I was playing Who were you playing against? You were playing against the computer? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't playing. I'm not familiar with that game. 
Oh, that uh, was my childhood. As game. much, I had yeah. And Nintendo 64. That's all I used to play when I was a child. NFL Blitz on Nintendo 64. And then I put, but he won four to three in foosball. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, congratulations on that. So he won that. Redemption. Sorry he about beat me the, in football. Sorry okay. about getting uh, dog Toast. walked. Toast. Blitz. Yeah. He got blitzed. Dog walked. It was NFL Blitz. Dog walked by artificial intelligence. It was NFL Blitz, though. So that's, a, that's our future, guys. That's what's going to happen to all of us. We're going to be walked around like dogs by AI. It's going to happen sooner rather than oh, later. Man. By aliens? No, artificial in- intelligence. We're we're screwed. It's all over. It's going on. It's over, man. Game over. All right. And speaking of over, <laughs> this podcast is over. Uh, despite all the time we took up uh, on. Uh, the orange draft and everything else. Uh, it was a good episode here. Uh, so thank you to Max and Eli again from Kingsley. Congratulations on your Division Six state championship. A uh, huge accomplishment. Thank you to James. Thank you to Jordan. Uh, and thank you to our lovely and loyal Audible viewers for another wonderful episode of The Get Around. With that, episode 266 of The Get Around is now in the books. <laughs>